Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark on the ninth chapter. And we're in the middle of an account right here. <clears throat> Peter, James, and John have been taken by Jesus up to a high mountain, and Jesus was transfigured there. Remember that? And uh, they witnessed this. They saw this. And remember what Peter said, Hey, Lord, this is really good that we're here. And he said that because he did not know what to say. You know, they were terrified, it said. And Peter, of course, felt like he had to say something. <laughs> so he did. <clears throat> well, uh, the Gospels tell us that Peter didn't know what he was saying when he said that. And so they hear a voice, and it's the voice of the Most High God saying, This is my son. Okay? And so then uh, Moses and Elijah disappeared. Well, now they're coming down the mountain. So this is Mark chapter 9, verse 9. says this, As they were coming down from the mountain, he, that's Jesus, gave them orders not to relate to anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man rose from the dead. So uh, I, I want us to see a bigger picture thing involved with this passage and a passage out of Matthew today, that so often people have questions about things. And the answer is literally in the Word of God if you'll just read all the accounts of something and if you just pay attention to what's said. Okay? I hear it all the time. I hear it in teachings. I hear it in messages. <coughs> hearing questions, excuse me, questions that people ask. I'll, you know, we'll read a passage of the Scripture, and then they'll ask a question. I'll say, well, just read it again, and they'll find the answer right there, you know, but they're not paying attention. And this is a great example of it. And so Jesus is telling them, don't say anything. And he's described as giving them orders. Don't say anything about this until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. Verse 10 says this, They seized upon that statement, discussing with one another what rising from the dead meant. So apparently Peter, James, and John were the ones that were discussing among one another what it means rising from the dead, it might have been with Jesus too, because Jesus was there. <clears throat> okay, So they're talking about this. What do you mean rising from the dead? Are you actually talking about someone who has died, and then they're going to rise from the dead? Verse 11 says, They asked Jesus, saying, Why is it that the scribes say that Elijah must come first? So it's out of this conversation about what it means to rise from the dead after Jesus told him, don't tell anybody what you see, you saw, until after I have risen from the dead. So they're thinking this, this through, and they're saying, well, the scribes say that Elijah must come first. But they're thinking Elijah is dead, so what does this mean? Jesus responds in verse 12, and he says this, Elijah does first come and restore all things, and yet... How is it written of the Son of Man that he will suffer many things and be treated with contempt? So Jesus is asking them a question. He said, you know, it's written that the Son of Man is going to suffer many things. It's going to be treated with contempt. But Elijah does come first and will restore all things. Jesus continues in verse 13. But I say to you that Elijah has indeed come, and they did to him whatever they wished just as it is written of him. So Jesus is saying, not only does Elijah first come, and Elijah does restore all things, 
But I'm telling you that indeed Elijah has come, and they did to him whatever is written. So that's Mark's account of it. Let's go to Matthew. <clears throat> now remember, Mark was writing to believers that were predominantly Jew, uh, Gentile in background. Matthew's writing to believers that are predominantly Jewish in background. Matthew chapter 17, verse 9 says this. As they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man has risen from the dead. So he says the basic thing. He describes it here, Matthew does, as a vision. And he says, Don't tell this vision to anyone. And the disciples ask him, why then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? So you see, Matthew doesn't pick up the idea that they had seized this statement, and they were discussing it with one another. There's a conversation going on here. Verse 11, And Jesus answered and said, Elijah is coming and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah already came, and they did not recognize him but did to him whatever they wished. So also the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. So you see that Jesus is driving home this thing, that the Son of Man, him, himself, is going to suffer. <clears throat> but look what he says. He says it point blank. Elijah is coming, and he will restore all things. So that is coming from their point of time and their perspective. That is yet to be fulfilled, folks. Elijah is still yet to come. And to restore all things. But then he says this, but I say to you that Elijah already came and they did not recognize him. <clears throat> the last verse of the day, verse 13 of Matthew. Then the disciples understood that he had spoken to them about John the Baptist. It says it point blank, folks. <clears throat> People ask all the time, well, was John the Baptist Elijah? Yeah, the scripture says it point blank that it was. There's another passage where Jesus says <clears throat> that if you believe that I am who I am, then uh, John the Baptist is Elijah to you. So John the Baptist was Elijah, but Elijah is yet to come. If you believe, if you believe what Jesus has done in his first coming, if you call upon him, you're saved. <clears throat> then uh, uh, John the Baptist functions as Elijah. But there is a day coming when Elijah himself, I believe, the original Old Testament Elijah, will come and restore all things. Now, immediately people go, oh, well, that must be one of the two witnesses. That may be one of the two witnesses you see in Revelation. Well, perhaps. But it doesn't say that, folks. It doesn't say it. Wouldn't surprise me at all if he was, okay? But it doesn't say that. So we have to be careful with these uh, leaps of conjecture that so often we make. If we just take the scripture, if we just read it and listen to what it says, I love it, verse 13, then the disciples understood that he was speaking to them about John the Baptist. Mark doesn't tell us that. <laughs> Matthew does. That Jesus was letting Peter, James, and John know that John the Baptist had functioned as Elijah. And he was telling them, hey, don't tell anybody about this. Don't tell anybody <clears throat> what's going on until after I'm risen from the dead. And oh, by the way, I am going to be persecuted in the same way that John the Baptist was. As a matter of fact, by the same people. And they're going to kill me. Okay, They're going to kill me, but I will rise again from the dead. <laughs> 
sometimes I wonder, my, can, can you imagine what's going through their mind, what's racing through their spirits and through their hearts about what's happening? Uh, you know, they're coming off this mountain after a literal mountaintop experience, right? Seeing Jesus transfigured, seeing Moses, seeing Elijah, and they're going to come down. And you know what they run into? We'll see this in the next episode. They come down. And the other disciples were in the midst of an argument uh, with the people. <laughs> we'll look at that in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you then.